You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. I was working on some uh, things just a couple of days ago when suddenly across my screens came this news announcement that Bill and Melinda Gates were divorcing. And I remember thinking, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't see that coming and how, how sad it is. Now, let me be clear. It's not rather about me being a fan of them or not. I don't know enough about their actual workings or anything else to be a fan or not. I do know that Bill Gates is incredibly well-known across the world. Some love, some hate him, but he is incredibly well-known. And I know Melinda Gates joined him, uh, what, 27 years ago in a partnership that has been about philanthropy and a lot of other issues, including raising their family. So for many people, there was a shock. And I watched as that banner came across that suddenly my newsfeed was full of all the details about whether they had a prenup and all these other issues. And I began to notice people responding. I had a couple of people who emailed and said, you know, if they can't do it, how can I possibly save my marriage? which is an interesting reaction, I think, because, you know, they have all of the money they could possibly, more than the money they could possibly spend in a lifetime. I mean, it would be incredibly hard for them to even get rid of their money as much as they have coming in. So they have incredible wealth, all the resources in the world. I mean, I would assume that they could probably go to any couple's retreat they wanted to, employ any therapist they wanted to, and yet here they are. And Let's just say, I mean, in this past year, there are a lot of couples who are finding themselves in trouble because they've been cooped together, right? And that certainly doesn't seem to be their issue. I mean, I've seen the pictures of their house, and it's pretty palatial. So I don't think that they were necessarily cooped up together, and yet here they are like so many others. And that raises the question, you know, what can we take from this? What can we take from the fact that this mega-wealthy couple— was not able to save their marriage or to go to the Bezos that they could not save their marriage or go to how many Hollywood people we can see whose marriages end or other titans in business or anywhere else, you know, in sports or other places, and they can't save their marriage. And it it may leave us wondering, you know, what what can we take from this? What can we take if if the people who have this mega success can't do it? What should we take for us common, ordinary people working to be married? What is it we can take from that? Well, I'll tell you. Not a darn thing. <laughs> I mean, the truth is that this can wake us up a little bit when it happens because we, we tend to impose upon people with incredible wealth and resources and skills and talents and success some other capacity as if their success and their money and something else changes things for them. But, you know, we play this comparison all the time. We look at the people that we are fans of, you know, whether it's in music or in Hollywood or wherever it is, and fans in business, right? So many business uh, marriages have gone up in flames over the years. And then we look in our community. You know, so many people that we watch that Maybe we thought they had the best of marriages. And then the place it really hits close to home is when friends or family go through the divorce. 
And it always throws that question up. What do we do with this? What does it mean for us? And let me say again, not a darn thing. This is not an indication of whether your marriage can succeed. It's really a statement that their marriage didn't succeed, or more clearly, they chose not to move forward. They chose not to continue. Melinda talked about the fact that they had decided that as a couple, they were not going to be able to move into this next phase of their life and support each other's growth. Now, let me be clear, I have no connection with neither Bill nor Melinda Gates, so I have no inside information. I'm just going with what she said on the outside, but just think about that. She had decided that there was no way for them to move through. I'm sure there are other details that are in that, but there's a choice there. And sometimes we forget that there's always that choice. One of the things I hear about on a regular basis is what I call the perfect couple syndrome. It's the people who come to me and they say, you know, all of our friends and all our family thought we were the perfect couple. I'm so surprised by this because we were just the perfect couple. We always got along. You know, we always seemed happy. We went on great trips. We, and they could name off all of these places where their friends, their family, their neighbors, everybody thought they were the perfect couple. And here they were trying to battle through their issues or deciding to end their marriage. The perfect couple disrupted by an affair. The perfect couple, not all that they seemed. This is that place where maybe even more so than any other time in history, where our image is what we want it to be. I sometimes think about all of these examples that we see on Instagram and Facebook and other places where people say, okay, this is what the posed picture looks like, but this is the reality. And I have a lot of respect for the people who are willing to say, this is what I look like in normal life. I do kind of find it interesting that they spend so much time posing to get it just right. And the fact is, that's what we all do sometimes. Our messy days are not what we show the world. I've had a lot of clients over the year that tell me that social media is just tough for them because they're looking at all these people, you know, with a perfect smile in the perfect location, eating the perfect food, drinking the perfect drink with the perfect clothes on. And they just feel so much less than that. And I keep reminding them that they're comparing their private life to somebody else's public image. Not even their public life, but their public image. And sometimes we forget that even in our own relationship. We try so hard, you know, to make our marriage, to make our relationships look right, that we're not looking at where they're wrong, where they're hurt, where they're broken. And I've noticed over the years that there have been some people who have had to, you know, give up their Instagram career or YouTube career because it was too taxing on the people they love. I've also seen people who refused to do that, and it was still too taxing on their family, and they ended up with broken marriages and broken relationships and unhappy children because they were so, so bought into trying to look the perfect way, to have the perfect image. And our danger is when we compare what we know about our private relationship to what we see as the public relationship out there, and we somehow try to equate that. You see, the thing I think that is uh, most unique about many people in Hollywood is they actually know the difference between their 
public persona in their private life. I know because I've had a chance to talk with some of those people who tell me that, you know, they insist on being seen a certain way because that's their career. It's their work. But that's not how they are in real life. The same is true when I talk with people in the business world. You know, there have been many people who tell me that their business life has long overtaken their whole life. And in the process, they made a sacrifice. They decided what part they were going to emphasize and look at the success. I remember years ago having a couple come to my office that I would have thought had the best of relationships, and they both basically said, we've made a business decision here to stay in our marriage for business reasons, but it's only the shell of a relationship. Well, and many times that's where we see that perfect couple syndrome, and sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking what people see as that perfect couple it really must be. And unfortunately, at some point, that often breaks down. Unfortunately, at some point, somebody says, I've got to admit this. Again, I don't know what happened with the gates. But they obviously got to the point where the cost of staying together seemed to outweigh the cost of going separate ways. I don't know what that's about. But I do know we all have a choice in how we're going to respond to that. We're going to fall into the perfect couple syndrome where we compare ourselves to people we see as the image or worse yet, try to play out the image of what we think the perfect couple should be. You see, struggle is struggle and success is success and connection is connection. But we often try to polish it up if it's a struggle. We often try to you know, think that a success in one place is going to take us through success everywhere. And the fact is, what we're looking for is connection with people who matter. One of the things that really stood out to me when I was a chaplain was when people were at their worst, what they wanted the most was the best connection. They wanted relationships around them. No time in my career did I talk with somebody who had been successful who told me that they regretted, you know, that they didn't spend more time at work, that they didn't spend more time accumulating wealth. They all told me about their regrets of not having focused on relationship, of not really paying attention to what really mattered. The fact is that marriages suffer because we hit the pause button for the most part. Many times we you know, demonize somebody when we're in disconnection with them. I watch this many times. In fact, I had a conversation with a coaching client just yesterday about this, about how when we get to the other side of connection, of disconnection, at some point, you know, we go to disdain. And that's just one of the parts of the arc of disconnection that happens in us. We get to disdain and we demonize the other person and we put the blame on them and we see the worst of them. And fail to see that we were a part of this paused relationship. And what I often see is that almost always marriages suffer just for lack of attention, for lack of connection, because somebody hit pause for some reason. In the business world, it's often hitting pause to build a business, to make the money, to you know somehow make the mark. 
And one of the areas I've spent a lot of time is working with entrepreneurial couples to find their way back. Because entrepreneurial couples, they often are battling that because businesses often end up being, you know, the other person, <laughs> the, the third party in the marriage, the, the thing that gets the attention. Because sometimes it's easier to give attention there than, you know, where you struggle to do it. And so people invest there. And so one of the places I often see this pause button is in highly successful people, doctors who spend their time building their medical practice and spending more time with patients than, you know, relationships in their household. I've seen it with attorneys who spend more time in the battle of, of fighting for clients than the battle of fighting for their marriage. And I, I've seen it with people who are build, building businesses who would rather put their equity there than in their relationships. I've seen it in so many places that it's just a hitting the pause button for what seems like sensible reasons. But it's a choice. And so when you start wondering, how could I possibly... You know, do better if they can't even succeed when they have all of these resources and all of this success and all of this, you know, genius. How am, are we going to do it? Well, let me just remind you that there is only one marriage that really matters for you, and that's your marriage. And that's also the only place that you have any influence. I'm not likely to be calling up people who aren't ready to save their marriage, asking if they want to. But I do work with people who want to save their marriage. But you have to be careful. Because when we judge ourselves against other relationships, we're often judging against the part that we can see. Not the part that we can't see. I had a, a friend of mine who was talking about the point when he realized he was wealthier than this you know, fairly famous business person because that business person had just declared bankruptcy. And he said, it just occurred to me that for all the fame and wealth this person once had, I now have more wealth. And the fact is that many people I know have far better relationships than the highly successful people the people of wealth, of fame, of talent, because they focused on the relationship. They made that choice, and that's a choice that we all make when we realize that the marriage that matters is yours, not comparing ourselves to family or friends or famous people, but your relationship, because that's where you have influence. That's where you have a choice. That's where you have control. That's where you can make a difference, and the question is how you do that. My name is Lee Balkum. I'm the creator of the Save the Marriage System. This has been the system that people have used around the world to save their marriages because they chose to take action. And that may be you. And you look at the news and you go, how could we possibly do this when, you know, almost half of marriages fail? Not recognizing that you could easily be in the other half simply by putting attention where it needs to be. If you're interested in that, check me out at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Now, one of the things I would encourage you to do if you grab the system is to go ahead and grab the free week of VIP. It's where I give you extra tools to make you more efficient, more effective, to basically upgrade your process so that you can make a difference faster 
and if there's a word easier with that and also make sure that you uh, make your request to have one of my coaches contact you to make sure that you're getting started the best you can it's a free get started session but you got to get started it's time to unpause your marriage and get busy go to savethemarriage.com let's get busy making you the successful couple listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.